0: It's
1: the remix. That's what makes football fun. You know, it's all loving and At the end of the day, they know the respect that we have for them. I know the respect that they have for us. It's an intense, emotional game. Things like that are going to happen, but I think that's why the game is fun. I just asked them
2: to stay off of the countering it. They were talking, and that's okay. I mean, listen, that's that's their style, and that's not our style. We're uh, kind of play, uh, let's go play in the CVS parking lot, McDonald's parking lot, wherever <laughs> you want to go. Let's go. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni.
0: I was emotional. I was in the moment. I was wrong. I would say I was wrong. As a man, you can look at yourself in, in the mirror and say, I was wrong. I wasn't a great teammate at that moment. But they don't define me as a man.
1: Just crushed my grims.
0: Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Oh,
1: we are about to do some on-air planning.
0: Yeah, it's gonna and be it's fun.
1: A, it's about to be great because to take you behind the scenes, Ed just stepped out because he got a call. Uh, you know, he writes for the Review Journal. Yeah, gotta, he wins he awards for, for that job. But I don't actually know what's happening because he's he's standing right outside the door. I think he's about to come back in. And we're on air gonna plan if Ed is staying with us for a segment, an hour, or if Ed is gone. So get ready for some on air planning because that is what we're good at. So Ed, on air planning. We good we good for the segment? Good for this segment. All, All right. right. Sean Payton. Sean, Sean Payton. Payton. All right. Sean Payton's gonna be the head coach. Of the Denver Broncos. The Broncos made a trade yesterday. Such a bad decision. (laughs) With the New Orleans Saints. They are sending a first round pick. Which is actually this year's first round pick. That the 49ers originally had. So it's 29th overall. And a second round pick next year. That's going to New Orleans. The Broncos are getting Sean Payton. And they actually got a 2024 third round pick. Back in return. So it's ultimately a first round pick. Plus they swapped a second and a third. To get Sean Payton. First question for you What did you think of the draft pick
0: compensation the Saints got? Well, I I thought more of what the Broncos have given up for both Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Quite a lot. Sure seems like a lot. Um, I was surprised. I like our two guests before and what they said about Sean Payton in terms of because I thought for sure that this was, uh, and I correlated it to Mahomes and Herbert beforehand. I was a little surprised this is the job he took I I just I, I just you know you I don't know like Jason said I don't know if Russell Wilson's completely broken but you were going into a, a conference now or excuse me a division now it's gonna be really hard to win in you know so I was surprised this is the one he took now have you seen how much he's gonna get I have not seen he's that. gonna get a ton that was the
1: I know there was the report he's gonna get a fortune last I month mean, that was like he was looking for 20 to 25 million <laughs> each year for like four or five years. Which, if you're offering me that, I'm I'll coach anybody. <laughs> I don't care how yeah. bad it is. Like you just guaranteed me a hundred million bucks, Jared. Your mic is I, not on. I know. So this happened twice today. Yeah. What is wrong with me? So it, if somebody's offering that contract, because that was the thing about the contract is we both saw that and we kind of had the same reaction of maybe he's just throwing a ridiculous number out there because he's not really committed to coming back. But if somebody's going to pay him 25 million a year, of course he'll come back. But curious to see what that is. It is an interesting spot to land as somebody cuz the expectations on Sean Payton are he's going to be a Super Bowl level coach,
0: right? Well, that's what they're thinking. That's so why they
1: did this. It's an interesting place to
0: land where nobody thinks the Broncos are a Super Bowl contender now. No, nobody. Oh, thinks not, I don't. I didn't think because he took the job that they're going to win the Super Bowl. Right. And well, let me ask you, you, you this. Think way. they're going to win the AFC West? Let me ask you this way: What
1: defines success for Sean Payton over the next three seasons in Denver?
0: Something I don't think they can do. Is it is it winning the Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah, I mean something. I. I mean I'm sure that's what the Broncos think in giving in in getting this guy. I mean the what they gave up for him. I'm sure that that's what they think um so is it outside outside perception or inside perception because inside perception and inside perception I think it's a super Bowl. outside perception I mean Seven I think wins. if he got to I think if he got to the playoffs each yeah. year yeah I mean then that would be successful because that's the part that that's the part where it's
1: it's really weird to me because if you're Denver and you trade a first round pick for a head coach. You probably think you're good you're saying, Well, yeah, we're gonna go win the super bowl. We're all
3: in. Right. Yeah. But I don't think anybody
1: <laughs> until you're six that.
0: and eleven. <laughs> right.
3: Like I don't think there's Until Russell Wilson just sort of gives up halfway through a
1: play. Like, yeah. Like it's just the the definition of Morocco success country. for Sean Payton, it feels so high. Yeah. that, yeah. It's, that it's gonna be unattainable. And like you said. If this team goes to the playoffs in two of the next three years, Sean Payton will have done a hell of a yeah, job. Yeah, he had have
0: done a great job, especially in that division.
1: Right. If they're a, Even if they're a wild-card team that gets bounced in the first round, if they make two playoff appearances in the next three years, that might be more impressive than what anything Sean Payton did with the Saints. Yeah. But, and he won a Super Bowl. Right. But you, you don't give up a first-round pick to hire, to sign a coach. To be a wild-card. Right. So it's just this bizarre place of what do the Broncos think is going to happen? And, and what are the Broncos ownership? What are they going to be like happy with at the end of the day? Right. If we get three years from now and they've had two playoff appearances and no playoff wins, are they, are they happy with that? Maybe they're just trying to be competent because Holy hell, this Russell Wilson thing blew up in our face. And if we can be a nine win team next year, that would be great for us. But again, you probably don't give a first round pick to do that. So, What level of success is success for Sean Payton is fascinating to me. The other part here, how good of a coach is Sean Payton? Are we like just are we dumb for just assuming he's a great coach, he's gonna walk in and he'll be a good coach?
0: I mean, he won a Super Bowl. I think he's I think he's a really good coach, but I think like you said, this has been built up so much the minute he took the year off, it started with well, when's he coming back? Where's he going? And the buildup's been to take him to a different level, of which I don't think he exists. Right. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good coach. Maybe oh. he's a top-five coach in the NFL.
1: Maybe we're stupid for assuming that. But I, I assume he walks in and he's a top-five coach. But I don't know if that makes the big enough difference for the Broncos. Um, and even if he is a top-five coach... Does he fix Russell Wilson? Is Russell Wilson fixable at this point, right? That, that's maybe the, the more important, maybe the more important question has very little to do with Sean Payton and has more to do with Russell Wilson slash Nathaniel Hackett, right? Like Russell Wilson had an awful year. Was it because Russell Wilson is just finished as a high-end quarterback or was a lot of that Nathaniel Hackett and that just not being a good relationship between those two? Because if if that's the case, if we can point the majority of the blame at Nathaniel Hackett, then maybe Sean Payton does come in and it's really good from the start for Denver. But if Russell Wilson's just done, doesn't matter if Sean Payton. No, it the doesn't coach. matter how good he is. Right, if he can't
0: fix him. So it's
1: interesting. I will say, the funny part to me on the compensation, I enjoy that the reporting went from, the Saints want a mid-first round pick. Do the Saints want two first-round picks? Oh, the Saints got the 29th overall pick in the, in right. the first round. Like, they didn't even get the mid-first-round pick. They got the almost latest possible first-round pick that you could get from Denver. If that was their initial asking price, was two first-round picks or even just a, a Didn't Denver send pick, them
0: back a pick? Or no?
1: New Orleans sent a pick back to, to back Denver. Back to Denver, a yeah. third-round pick. Yeah, because it was the first plus a second, and then a third is going back to Denver. So they even had to throw in a sweetener right. to get rid of Sean Payton here. So I w- So the compensation based on the reporting makes it seem like the Saints got nothing at all. But getting a first-round pick for a guy that wasn't going to coach you, it's basically a free first-round right. pick. Now, maybe if Payton wanted to return to New Orleans and they said no, they're they're stupid for that. But a first-round pick for a guy that wasn't coaching your team anymore? It's pretty good. It's not like when the Raiders traded John Gruden, that guy was still coaching the team.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: This is... They already got a head coach in place. Is Dennis Allen any good? Probably not, but they've already got a head coach in place. And well, this is just nah. Did you see the one yeah, game last year? The one year? game was I mean, very good.
0: <laughs> that game was good, man. Dominated. Boy, they looked good in that game. <laughs> so,
1: But you already have a coach in place, and you just got a free first-round pick. It's probably not as much as they wanted or as much as reported, but if the Raiders just fabricated a first round pick out of a guy they weren't using, we'd say, Hell yeah, great yeah. job. That'd be great. It's not even it's not it's not even the same as Derek Carr because the Raiders don't have a quarterback in place. Right? The Saints have a head coach in place. The Raiders don't have a quarterback in place, but if they just fabricated a first round pick for John Gruden or whatever at this point, be like, oh, that's pretty nice regardless of where it is in the first round. So Sean Payton to the Broncos, um, here's the the hot take question for you. Who's the worst coach in the
3: AFC West?
0: Josh McDaniels
3: doesn't feel that close.
1: Eh,
0: Staley. Uh, Staley. I, I, that's why I paused. That's I like I paused. Staley, but he deserves to be
1: yeah. in the conversation.
0: Yes. Yeah. Right, that's why yeah, I paused. you're fair. I mean, basically, Is it 15 to 149. There. It's, yeah. I think it's pretty close.
3: Basically, the last two seasons. I, I forget Staley is <laughs> like, I just forget yeah. he exists because he doesn't go for forward on fourth down as much anymore. Well, so he didn't, he did last year
1: and then this past season or two years he ago, he started, started listening to people. Yeah. He's like, ah, we're not going to do it anymore. So I, I think it's McDaniels and I think, I it's, think it's close. Though. Yeah. And I think it's largely because Staley did make the playoffs yes. this year, even though they blew it against the Jags and all that. They, yeah, but that they just comes with being with the Chargers. That's fair. They just go to the playoffs. Yeah. Whereas McDaniel's, uh, they kind of went all in this year and won six games. Yes. So uh, he hasn't really. Di- it can't be. Mc- it has to be McDaniel's because he hasn't actually accomplished anything.
0: Whereas Not as a Staley, head coach,
1: right? Whereas Staley, it's very low bar to clear. Right. But he did go to the playoffs right. with Justin Herbert. So it's a low bar. But now it's I paused. Uh, yeah, yeah. I but. So are You're we? Right. Are we? Is are we both in agreement? Andy Reid, Sean Payton, 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 Brandon Staley, Staley
0: and, Josh, and Josh McDaniel. Yeah. So good for the Broncos. They
1: uh, they got it. Do we think? Does the coaching change? And obviously, it depends on who the Raiders' quarterback is. That's a really big question mark. Does the coaching change for Denver make it easy to say the Raiders are the worst team in the division?
0: Oh, it's a great question. Yeah, I think it is. I think so
1: too. Does your mind change if they land Aaron Rodgers?
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm. Uh. So, so. You mean if you mean the Sean Payton move would be more important than if the Raiders landed Aaron Rodgers? I, I think so until you, t- I think, I think I take the Sean Payton move over the Aaron Rodgers until you told me what they build around Aaron Rodgers. Right. So I mean, if they're still bad defensively and they still don't have an offensive line. I'm taking the Sean Payton. Move. So
1: then to answer sort of the, who's the worst team, it doesn't matter who the Raiders get at quarterback, because if, if, if Rogers, they don't do anything around them, if Rodgers isn't enough to jump you over the Broncos, right, then, then it doesn't Garoppolo's matter. Garoppolo's not going to be, and or we're not going to say that about a rookie quarterback no. until we at least see the guy right. play. So going into next year, then I would
0: think the Peyton move,
1: we're probably saying the Raiders are the fourth best team in the AFC West, uh, largely because the Broncos went out and and got a good head coach, really good head coach. Good for the Broncos. They can win seven games and miss the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) It's not six and 11. Oh, it's not seven and 10, maybe eight and nine. Can they get it at eight, eight and one? That'll be fun. What are you looking
3: at? Jared? Just the fact that he won the Super Bowl at 09 and then just sort of years and years of like, eh, make the playoff, don't make the playoffs. Just, I, I, I'm just very it's, confused. His resume is 15 years
1: in New Orleans, nine playoff appearances, which, which is, is good, good, but not incredible. Uh, the one Super Bowl win, three total appearances in the NFC title game. Uh, obviously, losing two of those and winning one to win the Super Bowl. So it's it's a good. Resume, but I think your your reaction is kind of right. It's like, it's good, but it's not like, oh my god, incredible. Which is kind of how we've
3: yeah, it feels. I built Sean Payton up. That's kind of whenever it's like, well, if you get Sean Payton, Sean Payton, you're a Super Bowl contender, and it's like a championship contender, man. You know, you might. It's good. The you'll see the trophy brought on the field, maybe (laughs) good
1: good coach, no doubt about it, but I think it has been built up a little bit more than what he actually is. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs.
2: Bischoff's Briefs. Dude, I'm not going to cave in. End of story, dude. Bischoff's Briefs. Dude. 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 Dude.
0: Bischoff's Briefs. Dude. Bischoff's Briefs. I guess you've got a point there. Hold
1: on. I'm reading a non-sports story. Uh, For those of you wondering, Ed is gone. Ed has departed the show. Um, In the 70s, North Korea uh, bought 1,000 Volvo cars from Sweden. Bought should be in quotation marks because they just never paid Sweden. Just they got the cars and then you said, "All right, we're
3: not paying you." What are you gonna do? You're Sweden, right? And they just—they just have never been paid. This kind of reminds me of at one point North Korea kidnapped a really famous director and his ex-wife, who was a movie star, and then made them star in like really crappy films so that they could be like, "We have a film industry." And eventually, they the director was just like, "Yeah, I need to go scout a location. Uh, I'd like to bring her because you know she's got a better eye." And they're like, "We're free."
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah, North Korea owes Sweden, um, according to this NPR story, uh, now the equivalent of three hundred twenty-two million dollars for Volvo cars, which seems like a lot for a thousand Volvos. But but, um, but I bet they're still on the road
3: <laughs> in North Korea. Well those are good cars. I I, I, I owned one that uh I'm pretty sure it was like twenty five years old that it was running fine. <laughs> All right. Here is kept getting pulled over in that though. Here's your Bischoff's briefs today. Um by the way, we got Black Crows tickets
1: coming up in about uh fifteen minutes. The city of Philadelphia could lose three title games in the span of four months. And I think it could be one of the funniest things that's ever happened in sports. So on actually, this two of them happened on the same exact day. The Philadelphia Union lost MLS Cup to LAFC and actually lost it in extra time. It was a very good game. On the very same day, the Philadelphia Phillies lost game six of the World Series to the Astros. So back to back or back to back same day. They lost two championships, and now the Philadelphia Eagles are playing in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, and if the Chiefs wins, the city of Philadelphia will have lost three title games in the span of four months, and the 76ers are the second best record in the Eastern Conference right now, which means the 76ers have a chance (laughs) to win the East. And I don't know why, but I am cheering so badly for the Eagles to lose this Super Bowl, the Sixers to make the NBA Finals, and lose to whoever comes out of the West and would allow for Philadelphia to, uh, that'd be seven months, I believe, lose four titles in seven months. Too bad the Flyers suck. They've got absolutely no chance of making even the playoffs, let alone the Cup Final. Too bad they suck. But we could have the same city
3: lose four titles in seven months. All right, so let's let's I assume there wasn't much of a riot when the Philadelphia Union lost. And I assume that they besides you seeing a guy drink a beer outside the stadium, I don't think Philadelphia, you know. Well, here's here's why
1: Philadelphia is soft for the Phillies. They viewed that as, well, that was a good run. We weren't expected to be here, which is uh. that's soft, man. Okay. That's that is a soft that is fan not, base.
3: I, I would I'm glad we aren't in Philly. That is
1: a soft if that if you're taking moral victories from the World Series, that's soft. You don't get your reputation as being a great
3: Braves weren't supposed to be there either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, <weren't> <laughs> they did they something.
1: They won. They the Phillies are the first NLS team to ever NL East team to ever lose to the Astros in the World Series. Nationals and Braves got it done, not the Phillies. Bums. Um but yeah, there, there might be well, here's the thing. They riot when they win, not when they lose.
3: They might. Okay, I'll double check. Let me double check to see because I-, I assume if you're looking for a reason to riot, the the reason doesn't have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be that. Like it doesn't have to be good news to riot. After the, f- it actually might have started before
1: the Phillies lost, but there was that guy in Philly who ate a rotisserie chicken every day for a month. You, I assume you saw that yes. story. That seems like a Jared Justice story. I don't know if that was... I, I may have tried to get him on the show. I think that I think he technically started before the Phillies lost the World Series, but that was how they responded to losing, was, well, I'm just going to go eat a rotisserie chicken every day for a month, and then people are going to show up to this abandoned pier to watch me eat a rotisserie chicken every day for a month. Um, but if you are a Philadelphia sports fan and like a fan of all the teams in Philadelphia, right? I don't know if you would be okay. Would you be happy or sad about the possibility of four teams losing their title game in seven months? Because what that means is you're good. You got four playoff runs, right? You got, I mean, the Harper home run is against the Padres. Is one of the greatest home runs that you're gonna see. It's phenomenal, right? You're gonna have gotten four great seasons, four good playoff runs, but you will have come up short every single time and come up short in the title game every single time. On a singular basis, right? If you just talked about one team, that's great, right? You made had a great season, made a great run. You got to enjoy some great moments, and you law, you know, you didn't get it done. But to do that four times in seven months, you'd almost be like, thank God for the Flyers because
3: they suck and they didn't give us that heartbreak. I'm sorry. Someone, I've just found an article that is, here are five other cities besides Philadelphia that riot when they won. Vancouver? Oh, no, they did it
1: when they lost. Sorry. That was when they lost. They flipped things over.
3: Yes. That fans trashed parts of the city causing millions of dollars of damage. Here are five U.S. cities. (laughs) Detroit set itself on fire in 1984 and 1919. Does it count if it happened in the 80s? Boston, 2004, 2007, and 2013. All three times? Yes. They would flip cars and set them on fire. (laughs) I'm sorry. Chicago, which uh, I think Chicago kind of has a riot going on. Cubs? No, this was 91, 92, 93. Michael Jordan. Oh, the Bulls. But But they they didn't do it for the second three, Pete? They were like, ah, of course. Yeah, I mean you got yeah, you win the you win the fourth one. You're like, ah, we can't riot after four. The Chicago Cubs victory parade in 2017 was the seventh largest gathering of human beings in history. See, and that
1: one, that's fair. That's 100 percent fair because what had been 100 and whatever years since they won something. That the Cubs winning the World Series was like the when I was growing up. You're never gonna see this in your life. Yes, we people have not seen it, and they've been born and died. You're never going to see this in your life. And then they won it. So that was fair. It's so now the Detroit
3: Lions time to hold that, hold that candle. Oh, Campbell winning something. Oh, no, that's the, that's why I wanted him in the playoffs oh. is because I think he might take his shirt off like a soccer player <laughs> if they kicked like a winning field goal. All
1: right. <laughs> coming up next on ESPN, Las Vegas, the worst Philadelphia sports fan. We know Greg
2: Salerno. When I came here, I was told Nick Seriani is a, that this guy is really a special coach really, really a good football coach. But I had David. David was my assistant head coach. And uh, he'd been with me for 14 years. And so he was coming with me. And I had to I had to make that, that determination to keep Nick or not. And, and I knew he, being as good as he was in the reputation he had, I knew he was going to get something. And it's worked out great for him. You're on the elevator up to the press box with Graney and Bischoff.
1: Graney's gone, writing a story. Uh, Greg Salerno is here uh, He is on the morning show Right next door on comp uh, Fortunately he doesn't actually have to do anything in his job And he can come join us Yeah I don't really do much For 10 minutes What are you holding your phone up for?
2: Oh I have a special surprise for you guys Okay are You ready So hold on
1: hold on Do okay. we need to, to tell everybody you're an Eagles fan uh, and that's, that's what yeah. we're doing here Yeah I'm a
2: big time Eagles fan
1: Okay <laughs> <laughs> Here we go Why don't you just sing it
3: You just beat Jalen
1: Hurts I'm not a
2: good singer yeah, so holding, holding your phone
3: up to the mic, it's much better.
2: I apologize to those of us listening on AM, yes. where this is going to sound like hot garbage. It's <laughs> okay. I just wanted to get it out there. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, let me say this, dude. I am very, 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 very excited. Um, it's the first time we've been to the Super Bowl since 2017, but before that, I mean, 2004, and then we lost, you know. So this is amazing. Yeah. Um, I got to say dude, I'm one of those I'm not I know I have a rep as like you know, oh, big talker Eagles fan. I get really nervous at the games, like I really do. I try not to tweet beforehand like things that are going to come back to bite me, you know? If I if if I can. Um I do notice now I'm going backwards a little bit. Niners media and fans wow. Uh, can I just say, the biggest whining crybabies I've ever seen in any sport, <laughs> are you kidding right now? I like, think Cincinnati might give them a run for their money. All right, well, I don't, yeah, you're right. But see, they were doing it bef- you know, before the game started. It was oh. like the Niners waited until they got manhandled, then started talking. I'm like, dude, you know, they're like, right, 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 oh, our quarterback. Well, guess who hit the quarterback? It wasn't just an like imaginary uh, win that knocked him over. <laughs> the Eagles pass rush knocked that dude out with the first series, second series, then they knocked out the other dude. to Sue gave the other dude a concussion. And this happened on accident. They didn't trip over their Gatorade. I mean, they got hurt. Like that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, I don't understand. That's what you're supposed
3: to do. This is a that's a that's a fresh take for hot. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong?
2: Like if you're you're, you're the defensive really. player's job is to knock the quarterback out of the game. They kind of. They did it twice. Uh, Sean Payton got suspended for that. Well, that's true. I mean, that didn't say that anybody got paid. I mean, I'm sure Fletcher. <laughs> oh yeah, not. no, they can't. They can't do it if they get paid. That's he's right. I'm sure Fletcher Clash doesn't have a new jacket or anything.
1: I'm just saying. So, Eagles fan Greg Salerno. Yes. Jared, Kansas City Chiefs
2: fan. Which is I, amazing to me because he, he, Jared's not very vocal about it. It's weird. Like he's i you, not. Everybody knows I'm an Eagles fan because I just exude it all over the place yeah. and like make sure everybody hates me. Jared. For He's some done. reason, he just
1: wears his Jamal Charles jersey. And yeah, that's, Alex. It, that's an, there's it. an Alex Smith jersey yeah,
3: yeah. and an Alex Smith jersey. It's. I'm the guy who waits until like the last, like the last season of a guy for me to be like, all right, I'm going to get a jersey, and that's immediately when they're done. So uh, I'm going to probably what 10, 15 years get
2: a Patrick Mahomes jersey nice. and be like, all right.
1: So are I you? finally two, trust him. Are you two placing a bet against each other? I would like there... to.
2: I know I haven't come up with anything really in my head yet, but I think that we should do something. I mean, I don't want to take Jared's money because I mean, the poor guy. I mean, come on. So I'd like to do something not monetarily so that he could actually do it. You know, yeah. If I, if I say, "Hey, Jared, you owe me fifty bucks," he'll be like, "Great." You know, <laughs> I'll pay you never. So I mean, I'd like to do something. Well, that he can no, actually... we
3: can make ten installment payments of five dollars exactly. over the I mean, course. I, of... I
2: don't want to do that to you, man. I feel bad <laughs> enough already. I'm bringing the guy hand to work and stuff. I mean, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to do that to him. So um, I, um,
3: I was thinking something like embarrassing because I mean, obviously you have, I assume you have very little shame and, I,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't sh- like, here's the thing about me is like, I don't like it. I'll do it though. Like, right. I, I'm not going to enjoy it, but whatever it is, we'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. What do you think? I don't know what you guys, think I mean, the, the idea
3: I've always wanted to do was, uh, Someone get like their chest waxed live on the air. Oh, man. That would be wow.
2: Um, I mean, I'd I got love a haircut
3: to. live on the air one time. See, I don't have hair.
2: Yeah, so. that's. that's...
3: <laughs> Do the Chiefs have well, a fight song? We'll think about it. How's that? Do the Chiefs have a fight song? The problem. <laughs> So there's a lot of things that, that go around the chiefs that I'm not comfortable yeah. Yeah. like with that. When the hands start chopping, I'm a little like, guys,
2: we really shouldn't be oh, doing yeah. this anymore. Yeah. They're going to be the Kansas city commanders here soon or something, man, if you don't watch out.
1: I was going to say for the sake of a radio show, if you lost, you have to sing fly Eagles fly like Jalen hurts did. but I don't know what Greg would have to sing in response. Yeah. Or we could just pick like a pitbull song and make the loser sing a pitbull song. Wow, <laughs> I
2: like that for some.
1: Okay, that's good.
2: <laughs> I like that. Well, hey, let me ask you guys this: Have you guys broken down the game at all? I mean, I know it's like a long time to go, so you're probably saying not really. It. Yeah, okay. This Tom Brady guy retired. Yeah, so... uh, yeah, top yeah. ten all time. Um, so I'm going to say this:
1: That is the greatest backhanded ha. <laughs>
2: That's well, phenomenal. can I say a little bit about the game? Here, here's yes! the thing: like going into the Niners game, I was genuinely concerned and I was a little worried, dude. Just as the physicality, I didn't know how it was going to match up. Then I saw the Eagles blowing them off the line. I was like, all right, it looks like we got you know this is going to be our game plan. This this one, dude. And I hate saying this because I don't like being, you know, I don't want to jinx them. But like, dude, I'm looking at the teams. Okay, jinxes aren't real. Well, okay, you got secondary Eagles, right? Linebackers, I mean, I don't know, whatever. Irrelevant. I mean, Irrelevant, yeah, but yeah, I not think an Eagles a, above average, I think. Eagles linebackers because you're white and whatever. And uh, uh, what's his face? All right, D line definitely Eagles, right? I like Chris Jones and Frank Clark. But I mean, you got eight guys that can rotate in that have, you know, four it's men. Ten- I think yeah, they have like the
1: third most sacks in NFL history yeah. or whatever it was. Okay. And then yeah. O
2: line, uh, Chiefs are good, but I think Eagles a little I, better. better. But you're missing one of your O linemen. Uh, he's coming back.
3: Dickerson? Not the guy I was thinking of. Oh, who there was recently of? breaking news <laughs> about who? what one of them just got indicted on kidnapping charges. What?
1: <laughs> not a guy that's
2: play. No, He playing was a play. backup. He oh, was like a third-streaker. okay. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. I was going to say. Okay, no, yeah. That guy's not going to play probably. So, um, O line wide, wide receivers. Eagles. Eagles yep. Running backs. Maybe a push. I don't know. I, it's, it's hard it's to say. Eagles. Okay, the okay but the Eagles have such yes. wide open holes, it's hard to say. But yeah, okay. Eagles. Quarterback, definitely Mahomes, okay? No doubt. What's the most important position in football? Mahomes. <laughs> <So> that's what <laughs> not, I'm saying. Not even quarterback. So that's, what, I, well, that, that's what the question I was going to ask. Do you think Mahomes is good enough to overcome the fact that they pretty much have a deficit at every other position on the field?
3: I mean, honestly, no. But that's also because I watched him play Tom Brady, and he was throwing the ball into people's faces, and yeah. they weren't coming up with a catch. What Jerry's talking about. There's he was one.
2: vertical. He was <laughs> dude, Horizontal is what yes. I would say. Yes, <laughs> and he was like upside down, <laughs> throws like a 40-yard in the air, like shortstop throw, and it hits the guy in the face, man. So that wasn't his fault. Was I that the it.
1: one Tyreek dropped?
2: That was or one was of that? two yeah. that Tyreek dropped. Yeah. yeah,
1: would have been one of the greatest One
2: of ever.
3: them, Tyreek jumped in the air
2: so it wouldn't hit him in the face, hit him in the chest, and he still didn't catch yeah. it. Now, it, I'm glad you brought that up. Now, the Buccaneers' game plan was, again, get in his face, try to you know bring pressure, I don't know if 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 Mahomes like, – look, Mahomes is a great, great player. like I think he's the best player I've ever seen, and I'm not just hyperbole. He might be the best I, player I've ever seen. That's not a hot take. No, I mean, he <laughs> really is, dude. He's, he's amazing. But, I mean, if the Eagles could do what Tampa Bay did to him, knowing the Eagles have that I mean, offense against that Niners defense, I mean, they're going to push him off the ball,
1: I think. I'm going to give you the worst sports radio take. All right, go ahead. The, I think the Eagles are going to win the game, but I won't be surprised if Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes and wins it for the Chiefs, Okay, which is and a terrible sports radio thing. Well, I mean, I,
2: I, you know, yeah, I, it's it's like either one. But I feel like if anybody can do it, dude, it's Mahomes. Like, even, even Aaron Rodgers, I would be very confident, like, ah, they're going to get in his face, there's no way, he doesn't have the weapons. Dude, Mahomes is like Houdini, so you just never know. I mean, it's ridiculous. And he can beat you in any way. Guy has a broken ankle. The last thing you think he's going to do is run for the first down, Runs for the first down. By the way, that was an obvious penalty. Stop crying. <laughs> Runs for the first down, gets pushed, and I mean, that's it. You know, I mean, all the guy has to do is make one, two good plays at the right time. It's genuinely. Who are we talking to? That was. We
3: asked why don't uh, why don't you think that they tried to? They didn't try to make him go to the side of his hurt ankle, and it's like, well, geez. Because then he would throw to the open guy on the other side.
2: Yeah. Wow. Well, I know. That's always It's always like, why don't they just stop him? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easier said than done, dude. Why don't they make the plane out of the black box? <laughs> right. Okay. Here's another thing I'll, I'll bring up too is Jalen Hurts, um, who was made. Um, I've never seen a guy make strides like this in a between seasons. Maybe Josh Allen. You were got, so done with him. I yes, really was. was. I hundred percent. You were so done. with A hundred percent. I didn't think he could pass his way out of a bag, dude. I, <laughs> I didn't think he could do it. But the thing is, his injury now has kind of made him like last year's Jalen Hurts a little bit to where he's not like a lot of those deep balls, he was just throwing right in the basket earlier in the season. Now he's overthrowing a little bit. There was a couple throws out to the numbers that he like, couldn't get to the receiver that kinda hit the you know, hit the little worm burners that McNabb used to throw all the time. So it's like <laughs> you know, I mean it's I It's just I, a random McNabb shot. <laughs> I feel like the Chiefs have a, a really good chance that they can keep them one-dimensional. It's just the fact that they, when they run, they're just blowing teams completely. I mean, I haven't seen holes like this since like the Steelers in the early 2000s. It's ridiculous the holes they're making for the for the running backs. And when you have that, linebackers have to hesitate because you don't know what Jalen's going to do. Then they're slower than they normally are anyway. The Chiefs,
1: so, uh, the Chiefs so many times this year will have a terrific quarter. They get a two-touchdown lead. And then I don't know yeah. if it's because they're not good enough or if they just
3: shut it off. They just right. sort of coast. And...
1: And teams, then teams come back into the game.
3: There's a circle on in chiefs Reddit. That's literally just like, start the game. <laughs> Mahomes <laughs> does something incredible <laughs> suck for two quarters. That's funny. Somebody make us come back. Yeah. <laughs> but kicks it. We
1: win. Yeah. So I, if the chiefs get out to the two touchdown lead at some point, like they've done a lot this year, I think the Eagles might be in a little bit of trouble because I, Jalen Hurts throw for more than 150 right. yards in a he's, playoff he's, game. Yeah, but if the I, I think in all seriousness, if the Eagles score like if they're up by 10 or something in the second quarter, it might be over because if yeah. the, as long as the Eagles don't have to have Jalen Hurts, you know, lead them on multiple touchdown drives in the fourth quarter or something, they're going to be in really good
2: shape. I feel like I know what's going to happen when the Eagles have the ball. You know, I mean, I have an idea. I'm so interested to see what happens when the Chiefs have the ball. Man, that pass rush. Versus Mahomes, who's like we said is Houdini. I mean, it's like the perfect clash of uh, best, you know, whatever. It's the clash of the titans type of thing. That line, I guess, it's a very good O line. I'd say top five O line. Um, well,
3: they're good at they're good at the like concept. That one of my more annoying things in my head that people will often say, "Oh, it's a great O line." It's like eh, it's a great O line at the thing they're being asked to true. do. Right. Like San Francisco has an incredible goal or O line. For zone blocking, if right. you ask them to do other things, they kind of suck at it. The Chiefs' O line is really good at three seconds. Look back. Oh God, he's moved. All
0: right, everybody move.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, well, again, there's so many. I, I to, to me, that's the best. That's the best part. I cannot wait though. I'm eating popcorn just for that whole matchup. Hassan Reddick.
1: Two roughing the passer calls to set up Kansas City touchdowns to lose. The
2: game. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all if that happened. I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised they didn't call it on Sue when he got uh, uh, Johnson because he hit him pretty hard and drove him into the ground, getting that concussion. I was waiting for the flag, but it didn't come. So Thanks
1: He's Greg Salerno. You can hear him on the morning show on Comp. Next door. What are you pointing at, Jared? His other show. Oh, I've been on that. The last. That's time. right. Yes.
2: Football, laugh Football time show. Laugh um, time. Everybody listens to twelve thirty of the game. If you want to be my first listener, by the way, <laughs> tomorrow at eleven, you can go on and, uh, and listen to me. Twelve thirty of the game. Twelve thirty a.m. It's pretty amazing. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby.
1: All right. We'll probably have to have you on next week to actually finalize a bet with Jared. Yeah, we definitely. All right, guys. Thank you, buddy. All right. We got uh, Black Crows tickets to give away, 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. Be caller number eight right now if you want to go see the Black Crows. They are coming to Las Vegas. They're playing at the Pearl at the Palms on Friday, February 10th, 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. Caller eight right now.
2: It sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. Honestly, I've been insulated to a lot of that. So when I make up my mind one way or another, then uh, you guys and Packers and everybody else will uh, will know at some point.
1: You're
3: locked in the press box.
1: I just enjoyed that Aaron Rodgers said when I made up my mind, you guys... And the Packers will know, implying that he's going to tell Pat McAfee before he tells the Packers, which he 100% will. would do. And it's going to be great when he does that.
3: He also, in that same sentence implied, yeah, they're talking without me right. involved. Right. So I'm going to make a decision without them involved. And just, it's just like, dude, you're 40 years old. Grow up. Being petty. Um, Giselle
1: Buncheon commented on Tom Brady's retirement. Wishing you wonderful things in this new chapter of your life.
3: He's got to get it. He's got to he's got to be the first one to send the text. What are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> no, you up. That's the text message you get sent. Yeah. All right, I uh have stolen
1: two uh facts from Reddit on Tom Brady. The first one for you. Tom Brady was the last active athlete to be, be drafted, drafted by, by the Montreal Expos. Expos. So That's that is I... no longer. There's no longer an active athlete that is drafted By the Expos. The other one is that Tom Brady was drafted in the 2000 NFL draft. He was clearly the longest tenured NFL player, right? What is he? 45, 46, whatever he is right now, which is uh, insane. Now, the longest tenured NFL player was from the 2004 draft, Cardinals punter Andy Lee. That one tracks a little better. (laughs) Punter, random NFL team like the Cardinals. Yeah. Been around since 2004. Uh, If he retires, technically Jason Peters is still active and he was undrafted in the 2004 draft. But after that, it becomes the 2005 quarterback draft class, which includes Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. There's a couple of quarterbacks in there. Joe Flacco, I think, was in that same one as well. So if Andy Lee were to retire, we'd be looking at a Rodgers-Matt Ryan duo as the longest tenured
3: players in the NFL Uh, from as far back as 2005. I'm stealing this from Twitter, but on the Sean Payton thing, this joke just genuinely made me laugh, which was, why do the Broncos keep trading first-round picks for things the other people don't want? (laughs) (laughs) That's how you do it, right? Well, it's like driving up and seeing a couch on the curb and going, nah, nah, I'm going to give you 50 bucks. Can the Raiders get a first for Derek Carr? You're the one who keeps saying that's what quarterbacks go for. They do.
1: What quarterbacks don't go for first rounders? Bad ones. And he's not bad. He's just not great.
3: I mean, just what team would be like? I, I'm still confused at the idea. All right. Tom Brady's off the board. So the that Jets, But they won Aaron Rodgers. The Jets desperately believe
1: that they are competent quarterback play away, which To be fair, they They, were competent quarterback play away from the playoffs this year. They're not competent quarterback play away from like the Super Bowl. They need like actual good quarterback play, but they desperately believe if we just have solid quarterback play for 17 games, everything else is good enough. We're a playoff team and maybe we can do something. They, They desperately believe, like you said earlier in the show, where's our Mark Sanchez?
3: That is true. Yeah. Where's is... our Mark
1: Sanchez? <laughs> and Carr's better than Mark Sanchez. So, where's their Mark Sanchez? It might be Derek Carr. Yes, they're probably going to try for Aaron Rodgers. But it, listen, if Rodgers jumps on Pat McAfee in two weeks and says, eh, I'm staying with the Packers. Oh, my is, God. That's shocking. Right. The people is, who want to pay you $90 million. Exactly what I think is going to happen. Then what happens next? Well, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr? And. Yes, Garoppolo is a free agent, but that means he's a free agent and he can do whatever he wants. And I and I still believe I've said this for the last couple of weeks. I still think it's in the Raiders' best interest to just let his contract guarantee on February 15th and then trade him after that. Because you take the leverage away from Carr. Not entirely, because Carr could still say, Well, I'm just gonna reject all your trades and you have to pay me money, which that's a risk you gotta take. But I truly believe that Carr wouldn't actually just say I'm not playing. The- but Carr he, is not Cliff Kingsbury who's hopping on the plane and going to Thailand after getting he the He said he's
3: money. gonna retire as a
1: raider. But he already came back and said he wasn't. He's already. So he's we already, already come don't back.
3: we already don't trust what he says. Exactly.
1: He's already come back and said, nope, 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 I'm gonna play football. So I don't believe him. But
3: that's What do you what think the Montreal the Alouettes would give us for him?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Hopefully not Gary Lawless. We already got we already got the already CFL got expert. Yeah, is there another Gary Lawless? We don't need another CFL expert here, so not Gary Lawless. Um, what could the Alouettes give? It? That would be God. That would be actually fun. There need to be more football leagues in the world because the way soccer works is you just go buy a player from another country. You're right. just like, hey, I saw this guy in Switzerland, and he was really good. Let's go just buy him from his current team can't really do that in football because there's not really other football.
3: I mean there is and one of my favorite clips of all time is the how they celebrate touchdowns in the Chinese football league which is like full on like dance choreography. It is it does
1: not translate great to radio because it's visual. A guy named Harold Castro hit a walk-off home run to win the Venezuelan Winter League. Walk-off win the championship. This man hits the home run and while it's still traveling over the fence is just pointing at it. Just straight point to where the ball is gonna go. Phenomenal. And then he took 20 seconds to get to first base. And then when he got right before he got to first base, he gave the pelvic chop directly to the other team's dugout.